Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. If we are going to be living a pleasing life before God, we need to learn how to make good decisions. And good decisions require discernment. And discernment only comes from the Holy Spirit. And how do we experience the Holy Spirit working in our life, giving us wisdom, knowledge, discernment, so we make those good decisions? We need to trust and depend upon God. That is, implementing into our life the things that the Word of God teaches us. And when we do that, we will experience God's anointing in our life that leads us into His will and causes us to do His purposes. And that is wisdom. That is how we live a life that God is well pleased with. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the Gospel of Luke in chapter 9. Now, we began this chapter last week. And we learned how Messiah sent out the 12, and I'm speaking of, his 12 disciples. And he gave them power and authority in order that they would heal all demonic things and all diseases. So what does that mean? Whenever there is demonic influence, the power that Messiah gives to us is greater. And that power can bring about a restoration to the order of God. And when I speak about the order of God, I'm just simply speaking about restoring things to God's intended purposes. That His will is indeed manifested. And the outcome of His will is experience. So He gives them power and authority over all demons and all diseases that they should heal and remember the principle that is so foundational i mentioned a few minutes ago dependence upon god and demonstrating dependence upon god and that's why he said basically to them take nothing no money don't have reservations of where you're going to be staying don't bring food. Don't take anything, but rather depend upon me. So let me ask you a question before we begin our study, and that is this. When people see you and observe how you're living and the decisions that you're making, are they seeing a person that is trusting, depending, relying upon God for all things that is the testimony that we are called to bear witness to that's what we're supposed to demonstrate to others that we walk in dependence upon god and we're going to see and this is so frequently the case the disciples those 12 
they failed in this and let's not be too hard upon them because you know why you and i fail as well we tend to trust in material things in our own perception our own knowledge our own ability rather than realizing that it's only with god that his will can be done in our life in other words that wonderful scripture with god all things are possible and the question that we need to wrestle with daily is this are we walking in dependence upon that god the only god the god of israel that truly with him all things are possible well as i said we're in luke's gospel chapter 9 and we're going to begin with verse 7. And we see here that there's going to be an emphasis on Yeshua, that is, Jesus of Nazareth, and what he is doing and what people are hearing about him. Look, if you would, to verse 7, where it says, But Herod the Tatriarch, he heard all these things by him. And the question is, all these things he heard that were being done by him and what things are we talking about well the question is this all these supernatural things all these miraculous things all these things that were capturing the attention of the people and also herod as well so messiah in his work in his ministry he was gaining great attention from all people and we're going to see that numerous people were following after him let me say that differently numerous people many different types of people because in this passage your bible may translate it as multitude but what's important and many bibles get this right we're not dealing with just a vast multitude of people but it's in the plural literally that word would be better translated as crowds of people crowds in the plural meaning this they came from different backgrounds from different classes from different culture and they all saw an anointing upon him and even though initially his name is not given obviously the one that we're speaking about is yeshua jesus of nazareth so look again but herod the patriarch he heard all these things that were being done by him and notice it says here that he was confused he didn't understand what these things pointed to why because it was being said by certain ones that this was john having been raised from the dead so we can see why herod was confused because people were saying this is john the baptist he has returned and we're going to see in a minute the relationship between herod and john the baptist now what's important is this there is a miraculous 
happening. Miracle after miracle. Those things that have no human, let me say that differently, no scientific explanation is taking place. And these things are capturing all the attention of the people. They see these things and they know something unique. And therefore, there are those that say, as we read, that John, speaking about John the Baptist, has been raised from the dead. But, now look at verse 8, but by others, and this has to do with certain other individuals, they were saying that it's Elijah that has been manifested. Now, why is that important? Well, these things were pointing to the last days. And when I say the last days, I'm speaking about those things related to redemption, those things that pointed to the reality of the kingdom of God. And why were they speaking about, first of all, resurrection? Because resurrection, and we've learned this, is inherently tied to the kingdom of God. It is by means of resurrection first, the resurrection of the soul. When a person dies who is a believer, in an instant, their soul is resurrected, that is transferred to the very presence of God, to be with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in the kingdom of heaven. That's why Paul says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. How long does that take? Instantaneously. Death and in a moment, that person is in the presence of God. So there's a resurrection of the soul, but we know later on, at the time of the rapture, there's going to be a resurrection of that body. And those who are still alive, their body is going to be transformed. And all believers, no matter when they died, how many years ago, all believers today, their souls are present with God. But at the time of the rapture, their bodies, a new body is going to be given to them, a resurrected body that is going to be perfectly designed for the kingdom of God. So we see resurrection we see an emphasis on the kingdom and Elijah. Why? Because it was viewed in Judaism based upon the Bible, based upon the prophecy of, of, of Malachi, that Elijah would return and Elijah will return. But notice something else, still in verse 8, but others that one of the former prophets that's the ancient prophets people like uh, ezekiel or isaiah or jeremiah or hosea one of the biblical prophets that they and it's a different word we saw the word for being raised we saw the word for being manifested and now we see the word for standing up and it's probably again a a reference to resurrection but that one of these ancient prophets they have stood as a foreshadowing of the great resurrection, meaning get ready from their perspective that the kingdom of God is coming. Now look at verse, verse 9 where it says, 
And, and this is an important conjunction, it shows a continuity. It shows a continuation. So Herod, hearing these things, he had something to say in response to it. And what did he say? Look at verse 9. And Herod said, John, again, speaking about John the Baptist, John, I have beheaded. But, but who is this one? Now, again, this one, that phrase takes this verse and makes it emphatic, meaning there's a great emphasis on this one. Now, what is the purpose for this? See, everything that is recorded in the scripture has significance. When you learn how to study God's word, you're going to see so much significance in how the word of God was, was written down, how it was perfectly inspired without any errors and given to us in the original autographs, meaning in the original texts that these men of God wrote down being inspired perfectly and it says here read very carefully herod is speaking and he says but who is this one and the purpose here of making emphatic this term this one it's referring to of course messiah yeshua jesus christ and why it is to show that he is different he is greater he is different and greater than John or, or Elijah or any other of the prophets. He is, in other words, unique. So this scripture that Harold spoke, it has significance because it speaks about the uniqueness of Messiah. And we know what this uniqueness is based upon, that he is the only begotten son of God that he and he alone is the divine son of God God used Elijah he used John the Baptist he used the other prophets but none of them were divine and none of them will ever be divine but Messiah he is the eternal son of God and there was never a time that he was not divine there was never a time he did not exist as the son of God. Look down onto the, the next part of the verse. It says, concerning whom I have heard these things. So what things? Well, we go back to our first verse where it speaks about all these things that were being done. These things that Herod had heard of, these things that had captured his attention. Now, let's pause for a moment because a few minutes ago when we began our study, I mentioned making good decisions. We're going to see that there's going to be a shift away from Herod, the tetrarch, to the disciples. Because the disciples, they're supposed to have the right perspective. They are being discipled by Messiah, and they should see things as they are from God's perspective. But again, we're going to see, unfortunately, that the disciples are just as confused, just as misunderstanding as Herod himself. 
So why do I say that? Well, keep reading. First of all, we read that he was hearing these things about this one and Herod, it says here, was seeking to see him. And this word to see meaning to perceive, to come to an understanding. He was curious about Yeshua and he wanted to behold him. He wanted to see Yeshua in order that he could form his own opinion. Come to a perspective based upon his experiences with Yeshua. That's what the end of, of verse 9 is speaking of. Now go to verse 10. Here we see there's a return back to, in this passage, an emphasis upon the disciples. But let me just point out something. We see frequently that when the disciples are mentioned as they were early on in this chapter, we have the number 12, the 12 disciples. But notice what it says here, verse 10. There's a change. And the apostles having returned. Now, notice, not disciples, not here speaking about the 12, although there's these 12 apostles, but those who are sent. Now, why are the disciples, why are those 12 called apostles here? Well, the answer is very simple. Because earlier on in this chapter, in chapter 9 and verse 1, remember what we studied, what I reminded you of, and that was this, that Yeshua sent these 12 out, these apostles, giving them power and authority. But in order to utilize this power and authority, they had to learn a principle. And what was that principle? To trust, depend, rely upon God for, hear this, all things. So again, let me make this personal. What about you? Are you living and operating in this world? Yes, you've accepted Messiah, but are you depending upon him? Are you trusting in him, relying upon him for all things? That's where faithfulness is manifested. That's where you can have an effective testimony to other people. When they see no matter what goes on in your life or what you're called to do, that you trust in him that you are dependent upon him. You realize that dependence and you demonstrate it to others. So notice what it says. And the apostles, having returned, they related to him what they had done. And what did he do? And taking them aside, he withdrew to a, a private he withdrew by himself to a private place in the desert. Now, I would underline that in a desert place or in a place of wilderness. Why is that so important? Because this is the Greek word that relates to the wilderness or desert. That same concept that we read about in the Torah when the children of Israel were 40 years in that location, that desert, that wilderness. And what was it that God wanted to teach his, his people 
during those 40 years one thing and that was to trust him depend upon him rely upon him for all things i cannot overemphasize the importance of of making decisions realizing your absolute dependence upon him when you trust rely depend upon him god is going to supply he is going to supply his provision which we are desperately in need of but he's also going to supply to us his perspective that will see things from his point of view and that enables us to utilize those resources those provisions those powers that he gives to us in order that we can utilize them in the proper way so notice he withdrew by himself to a deserted or desert place of a city that is called Bethsaida now if you read about Bethsaida in the Bible you will find out that Messiah with purpose he left that place Bethsaida was a a small fishing village but a very wealthy one how do we know that well we know that because in the Talmud the rabbinical writings it speaks about Bethsaida now Bethsaida is a place of fishing that word Sida can also relate to hunting it had to do with people living off the land and doing so in this case in a very successful way and the reason why I say that is that in the Talmud it talks about in Bethsaida you could go to the market and find hundreds of different types of of varieties of fish so different varieties of fish a vast number and that shows wealth so whatever you wanted from the sea the sea of Galilee you could find it there it was a place of provision and what did messiah do he left that place because that is an earthly provision and we need to be interested in a spiritual provision so he left that place and notice look now to verse 11 but the crowds now these are what i mentioned earlier different communities different people from cultural backgrounds that are 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 varying so we have a diversity of people so it says look again in verse 11 but the crowds having known meaning they knew what had happened that he went out into this this place in the wilderness or the desert meaning a desolate place knowing that what happens they followed him and what did he do it says middle of verse 11 and welcoming them he spoke to them concerning the kingdom of god now don't miss something that is so so evident in this passage he goes out from Bethsaida, this wealthy village he goes out into the desert into the wilderness into a desolate place and what does he talk about not by accident but he talks about the kingdom of God why very simple 
when you remember that message to trust rely depend upon him you're going to have his provision not necessarily the things of this world but his provision what we talked about last week when he sent out his 12 making them apostles and he sent them out with all types of power and authority in order to bring about healing that is to bring about restoration and we see that again notice verse 11 he was speaking to them concerning the kingdom of god and the ones having need for healing what did he do he healed them where in this desolate place in the wilderness and all that shows that it is trusting in him depending upon him and i mean just that literally understanding your absolute need of him that you're going to find restoration and what happens look now to verse 12 our last verse it says here but the day beginning to come to an end now notice the change he did something it says here now the day coming to an end the 12 they were coming and they said to him so notice something it was the 12 that came to him and what did they say send away the crowd in order that going away into the surrounding villages and the fields they can lodge and find in these villages and such they can find their provision because here and notice it's emphatic it's emphasized here is a desolate place meaning here literally it says we are in a desolate place a place like the wilderness that desert no provision now what's interesting is this they're looking at it from a human perspective very dangerous we need to look at things based upon the revelation of god they weren't doing that they were thinking of depending upon him why well notice what happens they're saying send them away so that they can buy and lodge in the fields they can buy their provision provisions and stay in the fields lodge there sleep there but notice verse 13 messiah had something totally different he wanted them to meet the need how by depending upon him see it's only when you depend upon him and understand that when you're trusting in him then and only then his work you can do and they weren't seeing it they did not see this as an opportunity to bear witness but they looked at it from a physical standpoint and they saw there was a lacking in their surroundings they didn't have what they felt they needed but let me close with this what we truly need is simply to trust depend and rely upon him because with him all things are possible he can provide and he will do so supernaturally for this is what was causing herod to pay attention the question is this are you and i paying attention mm-hmm.
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.